Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, this week, uh, or next week, and even we'll see the winners announced at this year's EY Entrepreneur of the Year Awards. And in the run-up to that, we've been profiling some of the finalists and looking at some of the issues facing entrepreneurs. This week, we're taking a look at purpose. Uh, can you run a business that's more than just about profit? I'm delighted to be joined here in studio by Martin McKay. He's of uh, Texthelp. He's a finalist this year. Fiona Hart of One Projects is also with us. He's also a finalist. And Uno Hagen uh, from Mars Pharmacy uh, is a 2021 finalist. She also joins us. And Una, you're all, all three of you are all very welcome to the programme. So we might start by maybe a short introduction. Uh, and Una, we'll start with you. Um, Mars Pharmacy, it's a, a brand we know well, but tell our listeners a little bit, bit about you and a little bit about your business. Yeah, thanks Bobby. So my name's Una and I'm a qualified pharmacist and started the business back in 2001 when I bought Mars Pharmacy from my previous tutor, Pierce Marr. Um, so at that stage, it was one pharmacy, but we've gone on and grown the pharmacy business now to nine physical locations, all based in Dublin, but set up a busy online store back in 2014 before the pandemic, which has just grown clearly, obviously, throughout the pandemic. So obviously we look after customers all over the length and breadth of Ireland and now ship to 58 different countries all around the world. Fantastic and a great business it is. Martin McKay, Texthelp. Uh, interesting business. Tell us a little bit about your story. It started, I, I believe, your interest in this area started when your father had a stroke, Martin. Is that correct? Yes, but we, uh, my dad had a stroke when I was 12 and uh, he lost the ability to speak and use his right arm and right leg and uh, that got me interested in assistive technology. So I started making technology for people with profound motion and dexterity and communication difficulties like motor neuron disease and 25 years ago someone suggested that I do something for people with dyslexia and uh, that's been really successful. Now we've got 350 people, half the businesses in the US and uh, yeah so it's it's really and, 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 and again, I know you're, you're, you're a man of, uh, you're, you're a modest man, Martin, but I can tell our listeners that, you know, that you've helped children in 20% of all US schools. That's, and if you look at the figure of how many kids there are, that's yeah. an amazing number of children. It's a big number and we've been doing it for a few years. So, yeah. And actually our technology is embedded in some other electronic books. So uh, between the, the stuff that we sell directly in the schools in the US and around the world, and the technology that's embedded. We've actually reached 200 million people. Incredible. Uh, which is Absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll come back to the, the purpose discussion in a second, but I want to bring in our third guest, who's Fionn Lahart uh, of One Projects. Fionn, you're, again, a man with an interesting story. Uh, and you, uh, the, the world of... Uh, Cardiology is where you mm. operate, so tell us more. Yeah, thanks, Bobby. Um, great to be here. So, yeah, Fiona's my name, co-founder and CEO of One Projects. And as you say, we're a cardiology company. Um, so what we do is we work with heart doctors to try and make their procedures more successful. So we've developed a sensor, goes into the heart during the procedure, and it gives them real-time 3D data, 3D images and pictures to help them understand where they are, plan their procedure, but actually, and then navigate during that procedure, but ultimately confirm whether they've done that procedure successfully successfully or not. So we can prevent patients coming back for second, third, kind of fourth procedure. Um, so we have a team of about 50 now. We're based in Dublin and Munich. My co-founder, Christoph Hennersberger, who you, you met, uh, yeah. I think previously, is based in Munich and actually will be expanding into the US next year as well. Right. So then if we look at the sort of common denominators here, we've got two of you working in different arms of, of healthcare. We've got Martin working in education. And 
if we talk about purpose versus profit, uh, and again, we'll come back to you, Una. Do you need to have profit in order to have purpose? Or can you have purpose without profit? Maybe we'd want to start with that debate. Yeah, well, well I, I think purpose is where it all starts, to yeah. be honest with you. I think that's the foundation of any business. You know, why we get up in the morning every day, Bobby, is actually to make a difference to our patients' lives, you know, their health and well-being. And I think for me, you know, when it all, the penny dropped for me was whenever I was back as an intern working for Pierce and a woman came in and she was working on a Hibernian insurance around the corner in Haddington Road at the time. She was really incredibly busy, three children. Children. One had special needs and her husband was going through cancer treatment at the time. And I remember her falling apart and just saying, I cannot afford to get sick. You're the only person. This is the only place I come to to make sure that I don't get sick. Yeah. And that was a moment that I realised actually the difference that we could make in community pharmacy for people that were really struggling that, like that to share our knowledge to and actually to make people stay well rather than be the place you know, where they yeah. come to, to be sick. And I think that's what gets us up in the morning. How do we make a difference by sharing our knowledge? To, and it's back to, like, almost the two gentlemen sitting here. It's about educating, about sharing that knowledge with our customers, with our, you know, through our staff yeah. to actually make a massive difference. Okay. And that's that's our purpose every day. And from that, I think, from looking after customers, then comes the profit. You know? uh, and maybe I'd ask the same question to you, Martin, but in a slightly different way. Uh, does... Does the creation of profit enhance your ability to create purpose? That's, that's exactly it. So, yeah. I mean, the purpose is the reason why we're doing what we're doing. But the more profitable we become, the more we can grow. We don't yeah. take profits out. We reinvest them all uh, to scale the business and grow the business and reach more people. So it's important for us to run the business well and get our operational side of the business right so that we can maximise our profits so that we can pour them back into the purpose and reach more people. That's the the whole thing. And if you look at the specific sector that you're in and you look at dyslexia, you know, there's a lot of talk about... And A couple of my girls were dyslexic and they all managed to get through university and the whole lot. And I, I often thought, though, that the assistance around dyslexia actually stops or seems to stop you know, when you leave education? Well, it's less organised. Uh, I think we do a, a pretty good job in education, but when people leave school, they don't leave dyslexia behind and they go, into, they go into the workplace. And so one of the big things that we're doing at the minute is trying to extend that provision into the workplace so that to teach employers to let them understand that, you know, probably 8% of their employees are dyslexic and it, they're probably avoiding doing jobs that involve yeah. writing. And, uh, you know, if to, to give them a little bit of extra, it's kind of like wearing glasses. If I took my glasses off, I couldn't read, couldn't do my job. Yeah. With my glasses on, I can do it. And so we're trying well, to it does, you, you know, logically you say that because it doesn't actually make sense to stop, you know, to go to help somebody mm. through education. But then, like, the, the reason that you educate yourself is to get a job yeah. and, and that it would just, like, stop. Yeah, but l- lots of employers, actually EY is a really good example. Um, they make our software available for, for their staff. And uh, actually, during the process, I, I, I met three dyslexic EY employees. Yeah, uh, there you so, go. Yeah. Um, back to you, Fionn. Uh, and again, you must get a lot of, maybe maybe indirectly, but you must get a lot of feedback that tells you that your uh, process and your business has helped people. And maybe there are people alive today that mightn't be alive, uh, but for 
but for you, the product and service that you provide. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what, what like drives that's purpose. us. Yeah, that's our purpose. It drives us, you know, every day. Like in cardiology, look, this is a global problem. This is a, you know, it's getting bigger as people grow older. We start to see more and more of these problems. And this is exactly where we come in. Um, I was, you know, it's someone very close to me actually in the last couple of weeks go through, you know, heart procedures and heart surgeries. And I was, you know, really able to kind of, you know, they weren't using our technology, but, you know, the impact that technologies have in these procedures to make them successful is huge. And that's, that's really what drives us every day. And then would you get your feedback more from the cardiologist uh, rather than the end patient? Yeah, ultimately our customer is the cardiologist. Yeah. Um, and what they want to do is, you know, there, there's a lot of repeat procedures. They have to do the same procedure <coughs> two, three, four times. So by making their life easier, by giving them the data they need to get the procedure right the first time, it's huge. So the feedback is from the doctors themselves. But I think similar to Martin, um, actually during this process, I've had multiple people, uh, sorry, the EY process, I mean, multiple people on the program come up to me, say, you know, my mum has had this procedure three times or my dad or my uncle. And, you know, it's really nice to see something in you know, an Irish company working in yeah. this space to make that easier. Excellent. Una, back to you. Um, could I suggest that the, I suppose, the culture around purpose would start at the at the top? And again, you lead by example here. Yeah. If you're purposeful, if you have, you know, an interest in absolute, you know, genuine interest yeah. in people's well-being, people's health care yeah. in and outside your shop, that's infectious for the people that you work around every day. Yeah, I think, well, I think that leads to the values of your business, doesn't it? You know, so and, you know, a lot of this I learned actually from Pierce and his mother before, you know, because that's where, you know, yeah. it was a family business and been set up since the 1920s. So, I mean, that's what attracted me to the business, his values. And what we've tried to do is keep those values alive and add to them as we have grown. So, you know, it is for us, it's about, you know, putting our customer first, that expertise, the huge work that we do within the community, Bobby, to give back. And that came from him. You yeah. know, he did a lot with St. Vincent de Paul under the radar, really. But I've seen that. And so we've continued that work as well. And then always pushing the boundaries. And, and we've added other things in. You know, pharmacy changes every single day. In the last couple of years, we've seen how we've had to pivot and change. So that pushing boundaries and always, you know, not being afraid to do something differently. Yeah. And then I'd say the other thing for us is, you know, positivity. And, and that's a key thing that I'm passionate about. You know, can't be overstated as the No, as. if you approach things no. with a can-do attitude, yeah. then you attract people to the business that has that same attitude. And that's the golden thread that connects all of our, our employees, I think. That, and that's what builds the culture. Yeah, Martin, how do you sort of spread the culture of purpose? You're obviously clear on your own values, but how do you get that down to the 300 people that, that so, work with you? So... The purpose is a kind of like oh, the way I look at it is a kind of launch pad. But then you've got values that help people uh, turn that into real behaviors. So you know, we encourage people to be, uh, you know, impactful and uh, creative and support the local community. And that we, we help them understand behaviors that they can exhibit to to make that culture consistent across the okay. world. So. And last word to you, Fionn, mm. uh, in terms of embedding that mm. culture of purpose in your business. Uh, what, what, what sort of practical steps could you recommend? So in terms of the purpose, look, I think everyone in our company is here to, to try and make a difference in healthcare. Um, they're all driven by that. I think additionally, like we're doing things with technology that have never been done before, right? So they're all super, you know, innovative, creative people. That's really interesting. But we try and get our team involved with doctors. We've yeah. been trying, we, 
we'll be bringing patients in to talk to the team so they can understand actually Perfect. here's who I'm working for yeah alright look I'm wishing you all every success and certainly our two finalists yeah. for this year Una yeah. you, I, on behalf of Una and myself best yeah. of luck to you both lads uh, and uh, all three of you Martin McKay of Text Help Fiona Hart of One Projects and Una O'Hagan from Mars Pharmacy thanks so much for joining me Down to Business with Bobby Kerr Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.